0: Before we get started with this episode, I've got a quick question for you. Why should a couple book you instead of any of your competitors? Now, I know that may sound harsh, but it's a question you need to answer in your marketing if you want to stand out and book more weddings. After all, if couples don't know why you're the perfect fit for them, they'll compare you to your competitors, and that usually results in them comparing you based on price. Clearly standing out is the solution to ghosting, price shopping, losing perfect clients to your competitors, hearing things like, we went in another direction all the time. Your very understandable of frustration and feeling like you can't raise your prices, as well as so many other problems that plague wedding pros. That's why the totally free Stand Out and Get Book Challenge is all about making sure you stand out from your competition so couples know within five seconds if you are the perfect fit for them or not. Because really, that's all the time you've got to stand out if you want to get booked. The challenge is happening the week of May 20th. So go grab your free ticket over at EvolveYourWeddingBusiness.com slash challenge, and I'll see you there. This is the Evolve Your Wedding Business podcast, episode number 237, where four members of the Wedding Business Collective share their journey to embracing their CEO role.
1: In a world where wedding professionals are struggling to market and grow their businesses, one podcast brings together top experts and actionable strategies to help you build the wedding business of your dreams. This is the Evolve Your Wedding Business Podcast. Here is your host, Heidi Thompson.
0: Well, hello there, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Thompson, and I am all about helping wedding pros just like you build six and multi six figure businesses without working the insane hours that unfortunately our industry kind of normalizes. There's a better way, I promise. And in this episode, I want to show you proof of that. I wanna show you what business is like, what life is like for four different wedding pros. They do totally different things to one another. They live across three different countries and they all have different expertises. They all came to their business in different ways And I had the pleasure of interviewing them during Wedding Business CEO Summit. And if you attended, you may have seen us talking. So the panelists that I had on this that you're going to hear from today are Neil McFarlane, who is a DJ from Toronto that you may remember from episode 235, Aaron Goodman, who is an officiant and a interfaith minister in I believe she's in Rhode Island. She's in Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Costanza Bonelli, who is based in Tuscany. She is a wedding planner in Italy. She works with a lot of destination weddings. And Carolyn Kolb, a floral designer from the Seattle area. And you may remember her from episode 231. So these are four completely different types of wedding pros, completely different, you know, business structure and how they operate with clients, the kind of work they're doing, the amount they're charging could not be more different. And the reason why I wanted to bring them together is I've had the pleasure of working with them in the wedding business collective, which if you're not familiar, is my membership, where I take wedding pros through a proven roadmap where we go step by step through everything you need to do in order to build a six or multi six figure wedding business, but without not working yourself to death. That's a really important piece. And it's something I feel very strongly about. There are a lot of people out there that, you know, can teach you how to book more weddings. And that's great. It's super important. I teach it as well inside the membership. But that's not where it ends. Because I kind of feel like when I stop there, and this is how it felt when I used to only teach this, I just watch people walk off a cliff. Because I know what's going to happen next is Now they're super busy. Now they have all these clients. They don't have any systems. They don't have any processes. They don't have any way of managing themselves as the CEO of the business so that they can continue to grow the business and provide you know an excellent client experience while not burning themselves out. And this is where I see a lot of people burn out. And we do talk a bit about that. So in this panel from the summit, we really talked about you know, what their journey has been like, what things looked like before they joined the Wedding Business Collective since I got to work with them, what things are really looking like now for them, what being the CEO of their business really means to them. This is a big mindset shift that is super, super important for you to be able to move on to having a business that is sustainable and doesn't run you into the ground. We talked about, you know, their marketing and how it's changed, how they've streamlined their businesses, how they've gotten their time back, and all of them are different. And this is the thing I love. There's no one right way to do it. I would say the only right way to do it is the way that doesn't burn you out. So they share their journeys, and this was a phenomenal conversation. I didn't want to leave it just in the summit, so I wanted to bring it over to the podcast. One note. Um, We talked about a couple of times that Summit attendees got a $1 trial. So that offer is currently not available. But because you're here and you're awesome and I want to hook you up, if you sign up for the Six Pillars training that you heard at the top of the episode at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash six pillars, pillars, that's the number six pillars, you're going to get access to a private podcast training with me, where I'm going to take you through the six pillars that are required to master in order to have businesses like, you know, these members do now, you know, it's very different from where they were before. And within that, you'll get access to a $1 trial and it's for 30 days. So you can go ahead and grab that at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash six. It's the number six pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S. You can get that training, which is super helpful. And then you can grab the $1 trial. If you listen to these people and you're like, hell yeah, I'll have what they're having. Yes, please. So with that, let's get in to talking to Neil, Erin, Costanza, and Carolyn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our discussion panel with members of the Wedding Business Collective, who I love and I know you're going to love too, if you haven't met them already throughout the summit. And in this panel, really what we're doing is bringing you different wedding professionals who I've had the pleasure of working with inside the Wedding Business Collective, and they're going to share their unique journeys and what they've learned along the way in this panel. Now, you as a summit attendee, of course, have access to a $1 trial to the Wedding Business Collective, and you're going to meet people like them. And I wanted to bring them on to give you a little bit of a preview of what it's going to be like, what their journeys have been like. So let's do some awkward introductions. Um Costanza, let's start with you. This,
2: this is this reminds me of the mastermind course. when it's usually it's me that that breaks the ice. Hello, everyone. I'm Costanza. I live in Italy. I am from Tuscany, actually. I'm a wedding planner for magical vows, and I joined the wedding business collective in February 2020. It
0: has been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Neil, tell us a little bit about you and your business. And if you guys listen to the podcast, you know about Neil's business because he was on the latest episode.
1: Oh, yes. Ooh. Well, then I don't have to say anything. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Neil. Um, my company is called DJXDC uh, Entertainment. We are uh, wedding professionals that uh cater to couples of diverse backgrounds and nationalities. We're we're the uh the music entertainment for for blended events. And I am in Toronto, Canada.
0: Aaron, tell us a little bit about
3: you and your business. Yes. Um, hi, so um I'm Reverend Aaron Goodman. I'm a wedding officiant, interfaith minister. Um, I was trying to quickly go through my, I'm like, how long have I been in the wedding this collective? Is it a year or is it two years? Um, but I, I joined following, um, one of the summits and, uh, saw an interview with a planner who is in my, uh, area and it was like, I want what she's having. And, um, so I stuck in it and it's been amazing. So I'm really happy to be here. I'm, uh, in Rhode Island in southern New England, and I also work in healthcare. so I actually just logged out of that mode and uh, closed my door and am now here. So Thank you.
4: And Carolyn. Hi everybody, I'm Carolyn. I'm the owner and lead designer at Bloom Poet. Uh, we're a full-service floral and event design studio in Seattle, Washington, and we focus on helping couples who are ready to create meaningful and memorable experiences through wedding and event design. Um, And I just hopped off a plane. So I probably have like N95 marks and all the things. So forgive my, uh, if I feel frazzled today, that's why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. And I appreciate all of your time to be here. This is awesome to get you guys together and hear what your experience is like. So Let's go back. Let's go way back. I'm curious to know what things were like for you before you joined the Wedding Business Collective. So, for some of you, this is taking it back a bit, and uh, I'll let whoever wants to take that take that.
2: Let's go another again, so just we don't lose any time. Okay. It was uh, February 2020, so it was just before uh, the COVID, the, all the COVID mess happened, especially in Italy. So we went to lockdown on March the 8th, but actually, um, 2019 had been at Terrible year actually for me work workwise just workwise um i didn't have uh much uh um, inquiries i didn't have much wed- many weddings uh, i didn't know where i wanted to bring uh, uh my 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 job and uh, i didn't know how to approach my clients i knew that uh, once i could talk with them we could definitely I could definitely conquer them somehow somehow Um sorry for my scattered English at this time but it's 10 p.m. in Italy. So I, I might be a little tired. You say uh, whatever you want at 10 p.m. in a foreign
0: language.
2: <laughs> I couldn't meet them. That was the problem. And, uh, and I had a terrible burnout because I had a couple of clients that were not bad people by any means, but they were definitely not my ideal client. And they sent me in a burnout just uh, across New Year's Eve. So, I said, okay, I need help. I need to do something. I couldn't find anything to help me here in Italy because I didn't uh, share the, the approach I found in here. So I looked uh, at uh, um, at the USA outside and uh, I had already been following the uh, Your Best Wedding Business since the previous August because I found uh, uh, some articles and the Clone Your Best Client book. So I decided... I I hoped on uh, one of your webinars uh, and I said, why not? (laughs) I've lost a lot of money going through uh, marketings uh, that that didn't work uh, and um, uh, subscriptions that didn't work. Uh, At least here I'm learning something.
0: You were definitely not alone there. I can't tell you how many people I talked to who were in that, situation where it's like i don't know i'm just throwing money at stuff and nothing's working uh neil what were things like for you
3: oh hang on you're muted i got you're it
1: okay. so um i like saying this now that i i realized i mean we've been together since uh july of 2014 so it's been a very long time that's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah just that's that that's I'm looking through my emails and I got the welcome to the family email then um and prior to that this was very quite a while ago um I believe the best thing to say in regards to my business was, Although I've been in the industry for years, I've been in the industry, uh, now going on 30 years. Um, that being said, a lot of things have changed over the, over the years in regards to, most certainly in regards to entertainment and how things are done. But just as a business, it wasn't really, um, a structured business. I was a employee just going through the, the, um, the hamster wheel, as it were, as opposed to a CEO. Um, and I was at the previously just sort of throwing things against the wall and hoping they would uh, stick And after 2014, July of 2014, I've been able to, um structure things do things like just manage my time um with with concepts such as batching, which is one of my favorite things to tell people about um and making sure that i i have some balance in regards to to my schedule in the day and um all that sort of stuff um having Time off borders, this is when I stop doing stuff, that sort of thing. all of those things have been things that I've been taught um, and and implement now and yeah. <laughs>
0: It's that thing like we all start businesses because we love the thing that we're doing and none of us know how to run a business. None of us know how to like operate as I think it stands a laugh of your ass off right now. Like none of us know this stuff like you have to figure it out somehow. And if you don't learn it somewhere like you're just going to keep operating the way you're you've always been operating. Carolyn, what was your business like? Because you came from flower farming.
4: Yeah, when I kind of met Heidi, I was both flower farming full time and trying to do weddings full time, which, um, I'm a human being who has 24 hours in a day. Like that equation did not work. Um, so I remember Heidi asking me like, well, how, like, how are you going to, like, you can't physically do both of these things. And I'm like, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> You are correct. Um, No wonder it's not working. So I, yeah, I was farming flowers and trying to get more weddings and trying to like really get into that side of the business more versus like wholesale and retail and like, you know, just selling like buckets of stems and stuff. Um, And then like COVID happened and I really was like, okay, well, this is a great opportunity in a way for me to kind of uh, understand what the hell I'm doing in the wedding business (laughs) and like understand who I'm trying to reach and what I can do for them and what I'm offering. Because, um, you know, I knew like, I knew the potential I had as an artist and creator to like do the type of work I wanted to do, but I really didn't understand how to find clients who were willing to kind of be my patrons and let me make amazing work for them. Um, and so I joined the Wedding Business Collective initially just being like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know what I'm doing to like run my business or market like when marketing is not working. Like, uh, so what's happening? And instead of just learning like how to market, I kind of learned. Like, I feel like I got like an MBA in like six months. With this group, because it was just like, oh, no, like I need to know all of my operations, all of my financials, all my marketing strategy, like all of that strategic stuff and how to really like run it versus just like, I'm going to go weed for eight hours today, which is kind of what I was doing before. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my humble
3: beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron, what about you? So I was able to do my inbox research while others were speaking. And I realized that, uh, I joined in the fall of 2021, um, is when I came to join the collective and I jotted down, you know, where was I at at that point? So we were, you know, a year and a half into the uh, pandemic. And as I said, my day job, I work in healthcare and then I was rescheduling weddings and, you know, trying to accommodate people, um, and uh out and exhausted um i was charging too little and trying to do too much and i just had this idea that if i could hustle harder um i could get there and i um am a person that you know has had some mental health challenges and i have to be conscious of that and i started to see some decline in my own like self-care how i was with my family members people i love and care about and it was just like this, whoa, you are going in too many directions. You're trying to do too many things. Um, and so when I you know, finally was like, no, I'm going to do this. This feels like the right thing to do. I want to learn how to actually run a business because I've never even thought of myself as having a business. I've always thought of myself as like, oh, and on the side, I officiate weddings and funerals and other ceremonies. Um, and what's your business name? And it's me. I'm, I'm Reverend Aaron and I officiate, you know, and it just, all these things I, I, like it was said today in one of the, the, um, seminars that I joined into, like, I didn't go into this wanting to have a business, I went into this wanting to do this work that is like my heart's work. And I am so comfortable with the skills and officiating and designing ceremonies and being with my clients. But how to say no, when they're asking me to do things that are out of the scope of my work, or not what we agreed about. And I kept getting situations where people would asked to pay less than what I was charging. And they'd say, well, we don't need you to do this, this, and this. So can you charge us less? And I would agree. And then I just watch as all of a sudden I'm doing the full package and then some and realizing like, "Whoa, this is not working. This is not working for me. So I wanted to come and just like really get behind the scenes and look at my systems and my mindsets and how I could make, you know, small, steady progress in my business um, my business to have a business Um so it's it's been awesome and yeah
0: what are things like now for you Erin?
3: i just was doing going through my taxes this year and i was sitting with my partner and we were both we both have side businesses and we were kind of working on our stuff and i said wow i did it um i did less ceremonies and i made the same amount of Revenue. actually, I made a little bit more revenue this year than I did the year before. I did not experience that. I said no more. Um When I could feel that this just wasn't a match for me, I would just say, oh, sorry, I'm not available. I was afraid to say no prior to being, you know, really doing this work and kind of DM because I was always like some money's better than no money. And, you know, um, what if the next, Client doesn't come in and I'll take what I can get and just, and then I just started to realize that all of that energy that I was spending for these lower paying clients um, was just absolutely draining me. And, um, so as I went into different markets and started really working on my connections with um, planners because I had some pretty good relationships with planners in my area, but I started like nurturing those relationships. And I find that a lot of my leads now come in like totally pre-qualified. Like they've already talked me up to the clients. The clients are excited to meet me. And it's really just a quick confirmation call, not me actually having to like go through this whole sale process with them, which just feels so much better. Um, I automated thing little things. I have a Calendly now. I never had a Calendly. And now I can just say, like, um, when you're ready, you can schedule at your convenience. Here's my link. Like I used to do this massive back and forth of like oh, this week, I'm available. You know, and those were just like small little things that I started implementing that um have made a huge difference. Just trying to, yeah, be smarter about how I'm using the very limited time that I have.
0: And I think that's really helpful for people to hear because Erin works full time in a healthcare job that is demanding and she has kids and she still has managed to, my favorite words, make more money doing less. Love that.
3: And sure. I, I, you helped me a lot with that throughout the last year, but I think a lot of that also came into mindset of how I was sort of raised as oh, like yeah. I, I am in New England, like we're hardworking people. And you know, this idea that you want to work less and make more is a little bit just countercultural to my whole upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so sure a lot there, of us would say that is some mindset.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And the fact that like, it is possible and that's not like a weird scammy thing. Like you are serving the clients that you want to serve. You're doing it better. They're having better experiences and you're making more. And that's awesome. That's like just wins all around. Carolyn, tell us about your business now.
4: Yeah. It's pretty dramatically different. So I, um, I stopped farming. I had an injury. So that's part of that equation, uh, where I just, I couldn't farm for a long time with PT and all that stuff. Um, but I also now am booking clients that are like, Aaron said, you know, pre-qualified, like they know what they're getting into for the most part. Um, but also just like really good fit people. Like last year, I don't think I booked a single client that I wasn't like totally, you know, aligned with and they were aligned with me and it felt good. Like it didn't feel salesy. It felt like I can help you with this thing. Like that's what I want to do for you. Um, and last year I think I probably like, I mean, COVID made all the numbers wacky, right? Like, but I probably like tripled my revenue last year compared to the year before. Obviously flower costs also went up cause I wasn't farming. So, you know, um, but the fact that I was able to book big weddings, like I booked a $35,000 floral spend last year, which is like pretty wild. Like that's a pretty wild number to, to just be like, yeah, I can do that. Um, so, I mean, that, that was like a huge win last year. And um, yeah, I also have started, um, I've started doing some like online classes for florists too. So I'm like kind of diversifying my income and like, you know, experimenting more, which I think is something that Heidi is really good about, like kind of pushing us to do, like trying marketing experiments, trying like new things and, um, just seeing what happens. So now in my business, like I'm very strategic about pretty much everything that I do. Uh, I don't do things on a whim anymore. And if I do, it's like part of an experiment. Like I want to see what happens with this and get data and like understand what I'm doing so that I can make better decisions. Um, And this year I'm taking like even fewer weddings. So I'm being even more selective about who I work with. And I I raised my minimum last year. So my minimum is now $12,000 to work with me. Um, So I'm like, I'm in good shape. Like I don't have as many weddings booked this year and that's like intentional. (laughs) Like I don't, you know, the level of work that we're doing is just so intense that like, I don't want to be doing 20 of those a year. Like I can't. Um, So I'm, I'm doing fewer, bigger projects and um, also like playing around with some experiments on, you know, other things. So that's been really fun to like, just kind of see what happens, like see uh, you know, is this marketing thing working? No, cool. Let's boot it. Is this like class something people want? No. Okay, cool. Let's try something else. So I just feel like, um, my business now is like way more playful and like, um, I can make it what I want it to be instead of being like this cage I built for myself where it's like, I have to do all these things because it's what everyone is doing. And I have to do this and I have to take this work and I have to do like, I, I don't like your business can be whatever you want it to be. Um, so that's felt really good.
0: I love it. And I love seeing you raise your minimum and still yeah. having it be like, people are still paying this. People are still paying this. People are still paying this.
4: Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's like partially a function of, of costs because we're one of the few vendors that have like really hard costs that are not, you know, we can't negotiate at the flower market. Like, It just costs what it costs to do the work that we do. But yeah, it's, um, I'm not hurting because I'm raising my prices. Like people are, people have money if they want what they want. So they find, they find the budget.
0: Costanza, how about you? How are things now in your
3: business?
2: Well, first, uh, I more than doubled the, the, the the fee I applied to my clients. The nice. first thing I needed to do was raise it and uh, I realized the last two weddings uh, I really more than doubled the the highest fee I asked uh, in 2018. And uh, and I'm very, very happy about that. And they accepted, accepted it without any problem. And uh, I really was able to convey the value of the work I do. Um, I work mainly with destination weddings because I'm in Italy and I, I do speak English, uh, uh, fairly well. So, um, there, there is a lot of service. There are a lot of services that do. Give to my clients uh, and that are necessary for them. Uh, I, for sure, was able to um, work with couples that were more in line with what I wanted as a uh, ideal client. Uh, a couple of here and there were a little difficult, but I was able uh, also with by in virtue of the training I had with the Wedding Business Collective uh, to rein them in, to reset the boundaries, to reset the places uh, and to reset all the work we're doing together. I wasn't afraid to tell them, look, I can't work like this. Uh, if you don't get inside these boundaries, I will leave you as a client. And that's huge because uh, the couple that, bur- that sent me in burned out, uh, I waited for them to just cancel the wedding. I had... They cancelled because of COVID, and so okay, they were fine. That's not a problem. But uh, I was happy about them cancelling because it was stressing me out to have to to think about having to cancel the wedding in this uh, to cancel the service. Instead, last year it wasn't an issue. If they hadn't come back into the boundaries, I would have cancelled the uh the service. They didn't. We brought the, the wedding uh, uh, to the end. Another thing that changes that I'm not working alone anymore. I have uh, um, people that work with me, I cooperate more with Daniela, and she's my wedding designer, she's the one that handles handles all the floras for magical vows. And uh, I definitely have uh, uh, a more diverse uh, way to face everything. I still have a lot of a lot to learn because uh, uh there are there are things that they need to be adapted to the Italian market and everything, uh, but still, uh, uh, whatever I learn here is like three years in advance on whatever passes on the Italian market. And um, I feel more self assured with my clients. I have more time for myself, uh, and I do. I definitely have. Uh, I'm booking less weddings. I'm, I'm looking to book a maximum of ten full weddings per year. Because I don't want to work more than that. I want to give my best to those weddings. I know that if I take more, it's not possible.
0: I love that. I love hearing that. And that's the thing. Like, you can design it to be however you want. You can build your business to function that way. You can build your business to where you're, like, super high volume. It all just depends what you want as a business owner.
2: So I also work as a translator, and I do provide this service to my colleagues. So I have colleagues that call me to provide them this to, to provide their clients this, this uh, service. I do symbolic ceremonies as well, because uh, I write them in English, Spanish, and Italian. And the, this is another service that I can uh, offer to my uh, colleagues as well. From this year, Danielle and I decided to open the wedding designer service to our colleagues. So that they have another person, another you know. Sometimes when you have to deal to to do with uh, vendors, especially in Italy about flowers, uh, the risk is that you find someone that is not uh, updated on the wedding uh, uh, trends and is not doesn't know how to think outside of the boxes. Uh, Daniela, this is mine and Daniela's strong feature. So we want to just uh, start offering this uh, possibility to our colleagues as well. We love working with our colleagues, so it's not an initial
0: that's so exciting what a fun additional revenue stream you get to help people you already like out you already have relationships with that's great Yeah,
2: that's definitely great
0: neil tell us what your business is like right now
1: um wow so um i think that one of the major things that uh I have been able to implement is just processes, um, different uh, um, flows in regards to, or fun, from from the funnels all the way through, which has made um, made it easier. So uh, automations as it were, to be able to use those and they do all the, the things that used to be Neil had to do. All day, the busy work, the, the kept me going crazy and not being able to focus on other things. Um, and with automations and, and the processes that I use now, I have the free time to be able to bring on other people, which is something that I've done in the last couple of years to, um, not be me, but be us. Um, so we are a team um, and I'm slowly backing away from being the face of the company and and us being a, a business and an entity upon itself so that uh, the legacy will be there, even though Neil won't be. Um, and I can focus on one of my favorite things, which is training um teaching DJs I do that uh, a couple times a week and I've had more uh, availability to be able to do that and take on more more uh, students in that regard um and the I think the biggest thing again, or another big thing I've probably said three things that are the biggest thing another big thing would be um, analyzing data which I think somebody had mentioned already um to be able to to put um, almost a face to the name in regards to what am i bringing in where is it going what's a, what what um, once money does come in what buckets is the, are they going into that sort of thing which is very important to conducive to running a company which before it was just one bank account where Money came in, money came out. I wasn't paying myself. I was sort of just hanging around, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm able to focus on, on a lot more things with the, with the, the idea of, again, batching, which is Neil's favorite and, um, automations. Um, and just being able to, um, have that free time to be able to guide clients as well. Um, with with the uh, the thirty years of experience in the industry, um, I'm able to to help them craft the entertainment part of their their day more so, and gives them more guidance in that regard, as opposed to just uh, showing up the day of with a, a list of music and and that's the end of it.
0: So let me ask you, because we're in Wedding Business Uh-oh. CEO Summit, yes. what does being a CEO mean to you?
1: Um it being a CEO um as opposed to an employee, um, I think is the biggest thing is being able to step back and um limit or eliminate those things that are that um just drag you down in regard that can be done that are small things that are um what, what what was the the phrasing they to decide if they're glass or or rubber balls or rubber balls when you're juggling those balls um and being able to pass on to to other people the things that are not necessary for the ceo the person in charge the person who who's responsible for for djcc entertainment um yeah
0: aaron how do you
3: view that term now um i was thinking actually i was relating to something carolyn said about like being a little more playful in like Let's try this and see what it does. Um, I think I'm able to be more objective and less emotional. Um, Like, I think when I was more looking at myself, you know, and I'll, I'll use the word artist creative. I'm not sure exactly, you know, it was like my expression of my creativity was working with my clients and how I work with my clients. And so if I was going to experiment with something, try something new on social media and it didn't work, it was like a rejection of me as a person. And that really hurt. And I don't feel that way. I, I really, I have a different place now where this is what I do, but learning how to run the business and how to do it is, um, is a different role. It's a different role than how skilled I am at what I do in my business. And so it's just allowed me to like, step back a little bit more, you know, having CEO dates, having time where it's just like, what are all the things that need to happen? Batching, you know, like Neil said, I would sort of just go back and forth. And, you know, you taught me, Heidi, I mean, about, you know, what that means, like time wise, every time you're switching from, um, now I'm doing this task, and I'm going over to I, I caught myself, you know, doing something where I'm working on a ceremony and then I'm picking up my phone to post something on social media and just really being like, um, uh, for me, that was sort of how my creative mind wanted to work. And I've kind of had to be like, it doesn't work so well in all scenarios and give more of that creativity to the actual work I do rather than scattering it all over in my business. So for me, you know, thinking of myself as a CEO, um, I feel proud. Out of the business that I have. I feel really proud of the work I do, but I don't feel like my business is me as much as I used to.
0: A hundred percent.
3: And Carolyn,
0: what are your thoughts about being the CEO? Because I know this exact topic is something you've
1: talked about.
4: Oh yeah. It's like very near and dear. Like I, especially during COVID, like I really felt like Aaron is saying, like taking things way too personally and like thinking that there was something wrong with me as a like artist or creative or business owner that really was like, there's a global pandemic. People are not booking in the same ways that they are. Like there's nothing wrong with me in, in any sense. It's just like, sometimes you have a little tough year and things are unprecedented. Right. Um, and you have to be really creative. So I think for me being the CEO now is like I have given myself a lot of permission to be visionary with what I want my business to look like and what I want it to happen and what kind of life, like like basically setting goals so that I can work backwards from those goals versus like just being in this like mode of I just have to do all the things, do all the work, book all the clients and like it will work out. Um, because I think that's where a lot of people start and certainly where I was feeling stuck was like, Oh, if I just work harder, if I just book more clients, if I just do this, like, it'll be fine. And I'll be able to like take a month off and go to Italy, but that's actually not how it works. Like you have to set the goals and then you have to work backwards and like get there somehow or, or not. And that's okay too. But, um, I think being in the CEO mindset is like allowing myself to say like, what do I want to happen? What do I wish for? Like what's what's a realistic thing that I could get to or that I can like stretch myself to to have happen. And then, you know, work backwards from there to kind of have a plan to realize that versus doing it from the bottom up, which is just like not, gonna ever work out the way you want it to um so like you know just being intentional about things being strategic about things like running experiments getting good data um crafting a business that I actually really enjoy and find fulfills me versus is like a drain on my energy or something that is like a chore or you know it's taxing or it's like it feels impossible Um, so I've really like I mean, I still have days where I'm like, I'm going to quit because <laughs> I think we all have days like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are a lot fewer and far between now, for sure. Like, I feel like things are, I'm always moving in a direction versus just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Hopefully it works out. And for me, that shift has been huge because it's let me do a ton of cool things that like I wouldn't have otherwise done because I'm trying to get to a certain destination or I'm trying to get to a certain thing or a certain type of client or a certain wedding I want to do or whatever. Um, And that's been huge. Like just, just thinking about what are my goals and how do I get there instead of, Oh no, I have to book more clients. Like that's not, that's not a helpful mindset to be in like, cause then you're just in this scarcity mode of like, Oh no.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a completely different operating system than the one we all entered our businesses with. Totally,
4: yeah.
0: Costanza, what does being a CEO mean to you?
2: I think I'm still learning about that. I really struggle with losing control of things. So my 2022 uh, big win was uh, I delegated Instagram completely. So delegating some part of my work uh, to trust three people, because I'm so lucky. I have people that I can trust. I can just delegate the work to them. And I could concentrate more on uh, the services. And um, I'm reworking on the website right now. So I'm looking at the things uh, in terms of uh, uh, coordinating the job uh, of the people that I uh, delegate to. Of uh, the people that I've hired to do that, and um, they do their job. They're good at their jobs, and they report to me. We have uh, monthly meetings. Uh, we have uh, um, processes uh, and everything in place, uh, and it works. It's been a year, and my um, my Instagram, for example, has a one post as 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 one post per week for one year. It Never happened. Never happened. And as I said, I'm still learning. I'm still struggling with uh, checking in with myself because it's uh, something that I tend to forget. I will get there. I will go back probably later to explain because I really discovered a lot of things uh, about myself in these three years. Uh, and luckily I had the time to do that because I could implement some of the teachings I learned in the Welding Business Collective. But it's been a journey.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think this is really helpful because we're not painting a picture of like, Everything's roses and it's great and there are definitely no problems and you don't get in your own way.
2: I still because- have a, for example, I think I am one of those people. I still have problems with reminding myself to do CO dates and to, you know, you know look at the data. And, uh, I'll probably find a solution for that as well. Uh, but I'm still working chipping by, chip by chip until all, all the things that I had to learn and I have to de-learn, unlearn basically from, especially from the culture of work here in Italy, which is not the best, which is not the healthiest. And, uh, and. So there are other things that I really need to do. And that's why I enjoy also being the wedding business collective because I find the structure. I find, okay, I have this problem. Let me go and see if I have a course. Let me go and see if I have something that I can do. I can see, I can watch, I can read to just give me, give myself an idea and, uh, and try to overcome this, uh, this part of difficulty, this difficulty in this time. And um, that's basically what being is. It's being proactive, uh, not reactive. It's being proactive uh, towards the market, towards uh, uh, the needs uh, of the people who work with me and for me. And um, still learning, but a little by little, I think it's getting better. And uh, I see this also speaking with my colleagues because I can give them an insight they don't have on this thing.
0: I love that. I love that so much. So we had a good question and I'm going to kind of morph this together. So in the wedding business collective, we have the six figure wedding business roadmap. There are three big stages to that, as you guys know. But for those of you watching, the first is book more weddings where we really focus on attracting more of your ideal client and booking more of them. The second is streamline your business, where we're looking at streamlining, getting your time back. And the third is scale to six figures and beyond, where we're looking at outsourcing and increasing profitability and expanding the business. So I would love to hear from you guys across those three areas. And I know this is a big question I'm about to ask you, but how has the Wedding Business Collective helped you grow your business. And this is Shelly's question. So um, Erin, you want to go first there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great question. And so you know this, you know, Heidi, I've shared this with you before, the the way the other commitments that I have in my life, um, that I have to really kind of balance how much time I'm able to to even engage in the wedding business collective. Um, but obviously I continue to stick around because it's working. So I can't say that I followed the roadmap exactly. Um, I started in that... But what I identified pretty quickly once I started going through the beginning stages is that relationship marketing is my best uh, marketing effort. So my relationship with other vendors is what brings me the the most ideal clients. So and I was tracking that. I, I did have some tracking in place, and you know I was looking at all these clients that I love to work with, and it was a particular planner. It was actually one particular planner, and then a couple of. others. So I started immediately really increasing my communication with those planners and, um, and, you know, just making connections with them. Um, You know, then another thing I saw, I was taking tidbits, I was doing those small wins, you know, going in, I'm driving part of my job, I'm on the road, I'm going driving 15 minutes to my next client, and I'm going to put 15 minutes of a podcast, um, or, you know, an audio that you've, put in the collective um, repurposing content. I have like 12 years of content and I had not really organized it in a way to highlight things. I was just presenting it on my social media in real time. I did this beautiful wedding this weekend. Look at it. Here we go. Now I'm on to the next thing. And then I started to step back and look at how I could repurpose one thing that happened at a wedding in several different ways or in several different formats. I started a blog again which I had completely let go of. But I started it in a different way. I started it with what are people searching for that are my ideal clients that I really want to bring into my site. So I started trying to use this content that I had to answer questions that would again make someone a little more educated, a little more engaged before they even get to the to process of meeting with me. So and then quick streamlines I got an online calendar, which I'm in love with. Um, I cut down to one form of payment. So I used to take payments. Oh, I take PayPal. I take Venmo. I take checks. You can pay me in cash, like whatever you want to do. And because I was scared to set limitations. And then I realized that that was making my bookkeeping, which I do myself, really complex. And it was making taxes at the end of the year harder than it needed to be. So I just said that. I started setting, new, this is how I accept payment no one has pushed back. No one has questioned. It hasn't, I feel like I gave too many options. I was trying to be so accommodating and just gave too many options. And then in terms of, you know, how I'm looking to scale. And again, it's back to relationships. I saw that people in the collective and people I know were doing something different. I officiate weddings. Well, that limits me because I can only be in one place at one time. But what would happen if I worked with clients who are going to have a friend or family member officiate? What if they were going to have a destination wedding? And I worked with them to see what's most important to them, help them with their vows, whatever it is, And, and as a consultant, but not as their officiant And it was one of those wedding planners who I originally had a relationship who was my first client I booked. And it so it's just been um, you know, I don't sometimes I get discouraged and I feel like I'm not making progress as fast as I want to. Um, and I put that question to Heidi, and you know what she did? She made a like a whole uh series of small win on how to stay engaged when you're really busy. And part of that was setting my mindset that I'm a single mom of two teenagers, one of whom's getting ready to launch off to college. And maybe right now I need to step back a little bit. And it's okay that I'm not trying to grow and trying to do different things, but I'm just doing what I can manage right now. But I'll always stay in the wedding collective because for me, it's just this vault of knowledge. And it's Heidi that I, you know, it's almost like Heidi's on retainer. She's my expert in all things wedding. And when the questions come up and I'm not quite sure, and I can't find it, or even if it's there, but I don't have the time to search through. And I reach out to Heidi and she'll say, oh, it's a small win here. And it's this, and it's that. And I just feel so appreciative of how nurturing you are to each of us in the collective. It's like we have access to your brain and your amazing experience and you share so generously in the collective. So that's, that's what keeps me around. And I'm, and, and just getting to work with all these wonderful people as well.
0: Well, thank you for those kind words and. Erin, I I just have to say, like, nothing makes me happier than seeing someone build the business that they need right now. And like you were saying, like, you have one kid getting ready to go off to college. You have another one who's going to be following shortly after. You are in a certain phase of life. There are members that have really small children, like a toddler and a five-year-old. Like, you are in a different phase of life. And the thing I always want members to know is like, you can build this. This is like a Play-Doh business. Like you can shape it any way you want. You just have to, you know, put your CEO pants on and be really intentional about it. Carolyn, I am curious, um, what you would say the, uh, how the wedding business collective has helped you across like that, you know, marketing, streamlining, scaling.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first, um, like book more weddings part was, I mean, I, that's exactly where I started. I was like, I need to book more weddings. Like they're the most lucrative way to move flowers. I sound like a drug dealer, but like, you know what I mean? Like out here how, pushing
0: flowers on people. <laughs> yeah,
4: I <move> these flowers. <laughs> they need to be in a wedding. Um, and I also want to say like, there's no shame in taking weddings that are not your ideal client. If you have to pay the bills, like and so that's where I was really able to make some separations. Like, you know, I can take this wedding and pay my bills and not put it on the blog because I don't want to do more of that. You know, <laughs> and that's fine. Like, um, not every wedding has to be something that you're like, I'm going to do a hundred of these. So, um, I really started with like a very little experience with marketing. Like my old life, I was like a, a scientist and a nonprofit worker. Like I didn't know how to sell anything. Um, And so getting real clear on who am I talking to? What is my marketing strategy? Where are those people hanging out? And how can I reach them with like positioning that makes sense? Like all of that stuff is like stuff that came out of Heidi's brain and like went into mine. So now I feel so much more competent about just marketing in general, which I feel like is one of the biggest pain points for like any wedding business person, (laughs) like starting out is just like, well, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm competent at my real job, right? My floristry or my DJing or whatever, but I don't know how to get these clients. Um, so that was huge. And also being able to run an experiment with marketing. Like I know I've talked about this before, but I, I tested out Pinterest. I like gave it like three or four months and I like pinned every wedding, like was super consistent, did all the algorithm stuff they want you to do. And, um, honestly, like, didn't get very much traffic, still don't have very much traffic from Pinterest. And I'm like, cool, I don't need to spend an hour a week doing that. Like, don't need it. Um, and so it's really helped me like be able to let go of stuff at the same time as I'm. it probably sounds overwhelming, like the amount of knowledge and like things that you could try in your business or learn how to do better or whatever. But it's also like you can let go of the stuff that's not serving you or not reaching your people. And that's huge because it's not an additive pile. It is like, try a thing, get rid of it if it doesn't work, maybe find a way to add it and take something else out if it does, you know. Um, And then as far as like streamlining, boy, like I just I went from like sending individual PDF proposals and like you know, individual, like, here's your proposal. Here's an email with like all of that stuff. Now it's just like automatic, send a proposal, send a contract. Like, I think I spend maybe an hour meeting with my clients before I send them a proposal. And all of our work is custom and bespoke, like design. So it's none, none of my weddings are the same. I don't have packages. Like, so it is still work on the back end. Like I have to price it out and I have to design it and say like, this is what we're thinking, but everything else is in HoneyBook. That's what I use. I love it. It's automated. Uh, when people contact me now, there's a contact form on my website. They get a brochure immediately. They know my pricing. They know what I'm about. They get an email sequence. Like it's all, it's all there. And I don't have to lift a finger. Um, And that's amazing. Like I don't, I don't even talk to them until they're like, I'm ready to book a call. Let's talk. And then I'm like, cool. Now you have my attention. Um, But until then, like, I don't need to do anything with you. You can hang out in the email zone. Like, um, and that's super streamlined. And I also, I mean, I don't know how much of, I think the wedding business collective gave me this, like more mindset help than anything else. But like having a freelance team um, during our busy season in the summer, that is like a machine. Like they are amazing. I love my team. Um, they are just like so competent and capable. And I just have processes in place to like have everybody join me the week of the wedding, get started fast, crush it, and then do it again, you know, when we have the next wedding. And I love that team. I love having that team to just trust and be like, go do this big installation by yourselves. And I know that you're going to do a great job. Um, that's amazing. Like I don't have a VA in the off season. Cause I, it's so slow here in Seattle, like from now until like June. Um, but in the busy months, like I have at least five or six people that I'm like, y'all know the drill, like let's do it. So that's been huge. in just streamlining the workflow for these bigger weddings and being able to actually confidently say like, Yeah, we can do that. We can do these big jobs. You know, we can build these big things um, because I have these great people that can help me. And it's not just me sitting there slinging stems into a thing. Um, And yeah, as far as like expanding and scaling, like I think just having the whole wedding business side, like kind of on autopilot in a sense, like everything is pretty figured out. Like I know who I'm talking to. I know my pricing. I know my marketing. Um, I have all these systems in place, so it's like cruising, you know, like, so that's really helped me be able to test new things and try new things. Like last month, I just did a class on sustainable floral design for weddings, which was really fun. And like, just a new experiment to be like, what are you know, are people interested in learning this? We'll see. Um, so that is something that I think before I had all of that stuff in place, I would not have been able to expand into something new without it feeling completely overwhelming and like scary and crazy to try because like, I don't even have my wedding stuff together. How can I do a new thing? You know, but now it's like this, this part of the business is like, we're good. We're cruising. So that's, and feeling that is like so invaluable. Like I did not think that it would happen in like two or three years. Like I thought it would be like 10 years from now, I'll feel like I have it together. (laughs) no, it's it's together. I have my shit together. And that's amazing. So I'm not a person who normally does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Neil, um, I'd be curious to know, what would you say to someone who's wondering, like, how has the wedding business collective helped you grow?
1: Well, first of all, like I said, I've been around since 2014. You are on retainer. Absolutely. <laughs> You're part of the team, even if, even if you don't know it or like it. Um, how has it helped me grow? A, a, a lot of it, well, it's twofold. It's business wise in regards to things that I've already mentioned. Um, the, the automations, the, um, things like that and then it's just being able to deal with a mindset i'm i'm uh coupled with a bit of anxiety just with my eyes open so to be uh overwhelmed is something that i i would usually live with non stop and to be able to be um as organized as and to be in the right mindset to be um, able to breathe, <laughs> to be able to, like, it's a combination thereof. It's just not only is it the, the these are the processes, this is the things you should do, this is the, you know I mean, things to streamline your business, but just to be able to, to, step back and and take a breath and and balance and know that at these instances, these are like I said before, um the phone is off. My ringer's off if the phone is upside down and I pick it up like from six PM until till ten PM. I don't look at it. I don't expect anybody to to email me or anything like that. And if you do, you get a response tomorrow. During my business hours, I'm not running to the computer to email, unless it's you, Heidi. But anyway, <laughs> client-wise, I just, um, I've been able to, to, um, just have those boundaries. Um, so there's a lot of different things that have helped to, uh, be part and parcel with the growth of my business.
0: And it's been so cool to see. I remember having conversation with you, maybe it was, like, in 2020. But, like, I think I might maybe want to start bringing other DJs on. And you have, like, what, three or four now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And I remember. This, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to trust people with my name? And that sort of thing. And I've been doing this for We've we've been that many years. Um, am I going to be comfortable with with bringing on people and and let, leaving them out there? To like, there were several. Last year was the busiest year I've ever had, um, and there were many a time we were out uh, three of us or four of us on a given day. Um, during during the uh, Hubble season, and it, it it was seamless. It was it was fantastic. It could have been any. It could have been me. It could have been any of the the other DJs, MCs, and whatnot. Um, and so I was worried much much ado about what's that Shakespeare book? A do about nothing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the one. Very good. <laughs>
0: Costanza, what would you say you've been able to accomplish? How you've been able to grow with the Wedding Business Collective?
2: First, it allowed me to uh, reclaim my time. That I think was the my biggest issue, and that was the reason I went into um, the burnout because they were uh, basically messaging me every time at, at any time, and that was not what I wanted at all. And uh, I was able to reclaim my time to put boundaries. Uh, and, uh, uh, in the last year, I started suspecting and then, uh, uh, confirmed a couple of months ago, I gave a Okay. And it puts the uh, thing in a completely different perspective. And I realized, uh, uh, let's say in hindsight that a lot of things that I learned uh, about reclaiming my time, about organizing my stuff, organizing, streamlining my work, uh, was uh, uh, so friendly to my m- way of being, of to my to my now what I know, what I now know is my ADHD, because uh, I am a person that is extremely high, hyperactive. Uh, I have a, a lot of uh, mind hyperactivity, but I am also really, really easy to distract <laughs> and really, really easy to just. Uh, Oh my goodness, this thing is boring. I don't want to do that. And that I'm just yes, doom scrolling. And uh all the things that I'm learning and I've learned uh, in Wedding Business Collective are helping me out. I've, have helped me out even before I knew what I, I knew this part about about myself. I'm 38. Okay. I started suspecting this when I was likely likely 37, and I got diagnosed two months ago. Goodness sake, I mean, uh, this is something that uh, really puts my life in completely different perspective and accidentally my work, my two jobs, because I am a a professional translator and a wedding planner and inside the wedding planning, I have the celebrant service as well. All of these are really ADHD friendly for me. But I was lucky, and uh, I need to do. I need to implement a lot of external strategies because my internal coping mechanisms can't support this long term. This is something that was made clear to me, even even by doctors. Uh, you have amazing coping mechanisms; they are eating you alive. <laughs> no, I don't want that. <laughs> and uh, uh, whatever I'm learning, it's uh, and I. Another thing is that when the wedding music collective, everything is at my disposition is available to me anytime when I have uh, the mind to to go on that, the time to go on that. I want to listen to something when I'm in the car, I can do that. If I want to listen to something while I'm doing uh, any other many things in the home, I can do that. And that's fundamental for me because sometimes I really need to do two things at the same time. One really, really Busy things and one manual things because otherwise, if I don't have the manual thing to do, I won't concentrate on the important one. And having all of these uh, of these resources available to me at all time is precious. And then there are the the um, the get it done days uh, that are really good for body doubling uh, um, and uh, accountability and uh, when when you're working on something. Uh, I'm not always able to participate because uh, basically they start at 6 p.m. for me, but uh, it's, you know, it's just the mindset. I, I know I can hope on the Slack channel uh, and ask things and you and you or anyone else will answer on the mastermind calls more than once. Uh, we have, we've had fantastic, uh, um you know, conversation, uh, not only just the um, as with you, but all together and giving and getting our advices from each other. And this also happens uh, on the, on the webs on the, um, on the Facebook group. So this is a really big resource. Uh, and uh, I don't, I haven't found, find, find and I haven't found anything similar anywhere, anywhere. Not only in Italy, but even uh, elsewhere. And uh, um, I scrolled a lot, but in here, I feel it is. I don't feel the pressure, but I feel the accountability. If I need the accountability, I have the accountability. I don't, I don't have the pressure. You know, the judgment sometimes comes from other sources. I noticed that a lot of Italian creators, of, uh, uh, Italian marketers are really heavy on judgment. No, thank you. (laughs) I don't do that with that. (laughs) And this is basically for me, the bigger source in the Wedding Business Collective. This is a safe place for me.
0: I think the more I'm hearing you guys talk, the more I'm thinking, this program is a Trojan horse. People (laughs) think they're coming in to book more weddings and then they change their business. (laughs) Which is exactly what we do. Um, So all of you watching, you have a $1 trial. It's available for you to claim through Monday. Uh, you can get that at weddingbusinessceosummit.com slash trial. And I'm going to kind of pair these questions. One is uh our last question here. So for someone who's thinking about joining, thinking about grabbing the trial, what would you say? And then Shelley also asked... By being a member of the collective family, would you say that the cost doesn't matter due to the importance of what you've learned and implemented in your business? So I feel like that kind of comes in with like, should I join this? So I will. Yeah, Costanza, you want to go?
2: Spend a lot of just you can spend a lot of money on uh, courses on other on a lot of programs or um, you know memberships and subscriptions to websites and everything, but uh, in here you really find even the back and forth that uh, a lot of us need and and can't find because we are we sometimes we are afraid of our competitors and we're afraid of uh, getting in with them and talk with them. Now, I'm lucky because here in Italy I have an an association and I I have the the chance to see my competitors uh, as my colleagues, and has friend, even has friends. And that helped. I wouldn't have never gotten that into that mindset without the wedding Business Collective. I don't think I would have joined the association without having the different mindset that the wedding Business Collective already gave me when I joined the other association. Um, and really the, the, anything, try to, try, try, try to count up all the money you spent on, uh, you know, subscriptions on not dot com a wedding wire I stopped spending money on those I spent my money monthly on the wedding business collective and uh, as I don't know if you have any kind of of saying like this in English but my grandmother says impara l'arte e learn the art and put it inside you put it on the side it's always available for you if you learn something
0: yeah, and I think that I really like that saying because, you know, you were saying you cancel all these things. Neil, I know, gets a lot of work from Wedding Wire, But, Neil, I'm curious for you, would you say the cost doesn't matter due to the importance of what you've learned and implemented? And what would you say to someone who's like, mm, should I do this trial?
1: Well, first and foremost, I'm going to throw it in again because I like saying it. I've been around since 2014. Come on. That's
0: something.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yes, a hundred percent the cost is, is well worth it to be a member. And, um, not to take anything away from, from Heidi, but another big part of what we do is, um, we are a collective. We are, um, people who, who help one another. We, um it it's a community at the very least um and in in and of that we're we are like minded and able to to help assist learn and grow together and that is um one of the the most important parts of it. yes, yes, it's well worth the money hundred percent i've I've been spending the money every month since july 24th of 2014 so i've been around
0: thank you for pointing out that collective piece because this is not the me show by any stretch of the imagination like don't get me wrong you need help i'm there i will help you but a lot of times i will call on other people if they haven't come and help you already which is what usually happens of like, hey, Carolyn, I know you figured out this thing in HoneyBook. How did that work for you? How did you do that? And like, you have the resources of the other people that are a part of the community. And speaking of Carolyn, how would you answer this question?
4: Um, First of all, like it's a dollar. That's an insane deal. <laughs> I didn't know you were doing that. That's so <laughs> ridiculous. Join, like, what are you doing? Join right now. Um, Get off of this and go do it. Like, I, okay. Business ownership can be really, really lonely, especially because like, I don't know. I'm in Seattle. It's a big city. There's a lot of like business owners who are people that are like, they're not going to the like meetups. They're like multi-million dollar whatever, Jeff Bezos people. Like <laughs> I don't have anything in common with them, but the people in this collective are so awesome and helpful. And Heidi is also really helpful. Like I think Erin referred to it, but if there's something that you're like, well, I don't know if it's in the collective. And what if I really need this instead? Like Heidi will make it for you. If there's people who are like, yeah, I need that thing too. Like that's insane. There's nowhere else on the internet where you can be like, actually, I want to try to do this. And there's nothing about it. And Heidi will be like, challenge accepted. Let's figure it out. And like, that's incredible. Like, that's incredible. Like, there's nowhere else where you can get that kind of just, I don't know, like insane support and other people helping you and, and um, you know, it doesn't have to be your competitors in your same city or whatever. And that's amazing. Um, I will say like, I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have this group. Like, I don't, I don't know what I would be doing because this group has helped me stop farming, rebrand my entire business, book $35,000 worth of wedding work for one wedding. Like, my biggest wedding ever, pay my bills. Like it's so worth it. And I can't believe you're giving away a trial for a dollar. That's nuts. Like
0: (laughs) Carolyn is not fully bragging enough. Carolyn, we found out books, 100% of her inquiries. And this is a 12 to $18,000 service.
4: Yeah. Like it's like, I don't know how much I spend a month even, but like it's, I'm never going to not spend it. Like, even if I was like, I'm never going to do weddings again, I think I would still be in this group because it's just so (laughs) valuable. Like, because the resources are valuable, no matter what you're doing or what your niche is or whatever, like you're still learning stuff all the time about how to be a good business owner and how to like, you know, have your act together. And I always need that. So (laughs) I just, I love everything that's in it. Like everything you've ever done, biggest fan, do it, join. That's all I have to say.
0: Thank you, Carolyn and Erin. And then we'll tell people where they can find all of you and reach out to you.
3: Yeah. So um, I think something happened with my credit card or something. And my I got a thing from Heidi last month saying like an auto thing saying like, we're sorry to see you go if you didn't mean to cancel your subscription. You know, I within like half a second, I was like, Heidi, I don't know what happened. I'll fix it. Like, I definitely am not quitting this. <laughs> um But I will say that, you know, at, at different times I've I've actually known of Heidi for a long time before I joined the collective. And, um, I was going through my divorce and, and literally trying to put food on the table and, and things were really chaotic. And I wasn't ready to be a member of the collective at that time, because it really was a decision. Is this money going to go to food for my kids or is this money going to go to this? And Heidi was really gracious about it. And like, we're here when you're ready. We're here when the time, you know, and I, I had let her know that, but I did every summit. I listened to every podcast. I just absorbed as much as they could. And then when the time was right, I did, you know, similar little trial offer. And I was like, whoa, um, it's easy when you first get in there to be a little like, whoa, this is so much. But like, really hear us all of us, you heard everybody saying this, like, just chipping away at things, taking your time, grabbing what you need, and if it's like, I'm just going to do some small wins and just get a little momentum before I'm ready to really dig into my ideal client and my marketing plan that that's okay too. Um, but for me now, no, this I have let other things go so that this can be my main priority and I trust Heidi as a resource. So if she's going to recommend a product or a service or another vendor or anything, I'm like, okay, that's vetted. Like I really, I trust Heidi. So I don't need to spend time doing research or looking for other things. Um, if she interviews someone, I'm going to go look at their website. I'm going to learn more about them because I trust the decisions that Heidi makes.
0: Oh, I love you guys. You're the best.
2: That's, <laughs> so if people... that's a big thing that has been mentioned. Yeah. The, about you saying that you point, point, point us to uh, all the professionals that can be useful. The wedding business collective is filled with uh, courses made personally by Heidi, but is also filled with courses made by professionals in their own uh, niche. Uh, so that's the, that's the, that's how rich it is. If we need something, Heidi will make sure that either she or a professional in that field will give, will get us what we need. And oh my goodness, it's all in there. <laughs>
0: I love doing that because I'm like, I don't have to know everything. Like I don't know that much about, I know enough about SEO to be dangerous, but I would much rather have Sarah Dunn come in and teach you guys about SEO than me trying to. So, um, so people can connect with you. Where would you like to send them? Let me, you know, like email, Instagram, website, whatever. Uh, Carolyn, go right ahead.
4: Yeah. Um, my wedding business is Bloom Poet on the web, you can find it, or um, Instagram, it's got an underscore. I am on Instagram now. I keep flip-flopping. I used to be like, I'm never going to check my DMs. I do now. Um, and then if you want to see what I'm doing with like educational stuff for other florists that's really fun and new that I'm experimenting with, that's just carolynkolb.com or Kolb carolynkolb on Instagram.
0: Fantastic. Costanza?
2: I. You can find me Basically, everywhere has magical vows, like V-O-W-S. Uh, uh, and uh, uh definitely on my website, it's www.magicalvows.it, but it's also in English. It's in Italian and in English. And basically, hit me up wherever you want. I do check my Instagram uh, uh, DMs. I do check my Facebook messages, uh, and uh, the email, my email is always open. Uh, so if you want to chat with me for anything or ask questions, just get in there because I'm available. It's not a problem at all.
0: Neil,
1: um, my favorite, of course, is Instagram. For those that that don't know, so I am Toronto wedding DJ. Easy peasy. Um, my website is www. Um, and email is bookings at thetorontoweddingdj.
0: Oh, you're so lucky you were able to swoop in and get that when you.
1: <laughs> oh, on Instagram, people say it all the time. I'll be at a wedding, and and people will be like, "Oh, what's you? What's your? What's your Instagram?" And I'm like. Thrown away to DJ, you're like, really? Wait, what? <laughs> I've been, as, I, as I've been hanging around with you for a long time, I've been hanging around with Instagram for a long time too. So <laughs> that's how that worked out.
0: And Aaron, where
3: can people find you? I'm Rev Aaron Goodman, all over. So Instagram, Facebook, it's at Rev Aaron Goodman, Rev dot com, and you know you can contact me through there. Uh my teenagers, friends asked them one time, what's, what's your mom? What is Rev? I didn't know her first name was Rev <laughs> because they were seeing me pop up on. So now they all call me Rev. But yeah, Rev Erin Goodman all over on the web.
0: Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being here with me. I appreciate it so, so much. And I'll see you in the collective. I really hope you enjoyed getting to listen in to that panel. It was so much fun for me to conduct. These are like my favorite people that I get to work with on a daily basis. And I absolutely love them and their businesses and seeing them grow over the past several years. And I hope that their journey inspires you. And if you want to join us and more awesome people like these four inside the Wedding Business Collective, you can do that. Just grab that free audio training about the six pillars that you need to build a six or multi six figure wedding business over at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash six, the number six pillars. And I will also have that in our show notes over at EvolveYourWeddingBusiness.com slash 237, as well as links to all of the panelists. So you can check them out, reach out to them if you would like. They're all very, very awesome people who I'm sure would be very happy to get to know you. So with that, I will wrap things up for today. But thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. And if you haven't already, and you want to do me a huge favor, can you please leave a five-star rating and review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is you use to listen to your podcast. I can't tell you how important that is for helping more wedding pros find the podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, if you love it, I would so appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much again for tuning in and I will speak to you again very soon.